A very common trait I see amongst real estate investors, especially the successful ones, is their investment in their continued education. This can serve a double purpose and become content for you in marketing your real estate investing business. Because the content you put out only needs to be one or two steps ahead of the people that you're looking to attract. And sharing your learning and lessons can do that. And education is especially important if you're looking at new strategies or markets not local to you or even in another country. My guest this week, Michael Delpreet, is a successful real estate investor based in Phoenix, Arizona, which is a popular investing destination for Canadians. And he's also the executive director of the Arizona Real Estate Investors Association, ASRIA. He brings a deep understanding of market trends and demand dynamics, providing valuable insights into the current landscape of real estate investing. And as an influential figure in the industry, his expertise and strategic approaches offer a highly informed perspective for those seeking to navigate the Arizona market. I hope you find the episode interesting. Have a fantastic day. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Content Marketing Podcast, where we help you build a private following of investors to finance your next real estate investment project. We're here to show you how to create content that people can't ignore and that turns your real estate investing business into a standout success. In each episode, we'll explore the secrets of content marketing for real estate investors. We'll chat with smart people, give you useful tips, and share success stories from others who've mastered content marketing in their real estate investing businesses. We'll cover topics like writing articles, blog posts, ebooks, video, podcasts, email, marketing, online education, social media, graphics and images, and of course, AI. If it's content, we'll have the experts and the insights you'll need. Whether you're learning to tell compelling stories, figuring out social media, or growing your real estate investing business through content, you're in the right place. And now, on with the show. Michael, thank you for, for joining us today. Uh, so real estate investors and, and real estate investing education, Mm-hmm. Um, the, what what do you think of the things? What are you seeing that there's demand for right now? Because I'm sure you know you see a fluctuation depending on strategies, depending on the market, that kind of thing. What are the kind of things that your particular members are requesting, and and what you're seeing in the, in the marketplace? Well, being that I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona, so that will be my reference yep. as to what we're seeing. So low inventory. Right. So that's a big issue. We have what we all as investors, what we all love is population growth, right? Job growth. So we have all, right? So we're a strong market. Wages have increased everything, but it's the low supply of housing. So that's the difficult part. So people are, are looking for deal flow, right? And then we, we have a lot of dynamics here. Since it's such a, a major market, it's not like it was 10 years ago where it's like fixing, flipping and landlording, right? It's like, Fixing, flipping, landlording, hedge funds, California buyers, co-living, you know, like sober housing, group, group home housing, like the baby boomer, just all these different types of strategies that are being used now that, and, and then you have these home Airbnb, we probably have like one of the most amount of Airbnbs in the country in our city here. Right. Um, so yeah, low supply would probably, you know, low supply, which is, this is all unique, low supply. Increased inflated prices, right? Right. And no, you know, it's hard to do a deal. It wow. can be. Yeah. And what kind of things are you suggesting or are the 
the people that are training for your organization, what are they suggesting? Well, I always feel, you know, there's a strategy for every market, right? You should always be buying, you know, there's never a time you don't have to buy. So meaning like right now, interest rates are high. You can leverage subject twos. That's very popular in an education world right now. So I, you still can do deals. So met what we're saying to members is always have the education in the network and in, in that relationships to do more deals. Like there's still deals like I wholesale. So right. we're still wholesaling. Yeah, you might hit your fluctuations of slowing down here and there, but like there's still deals out there. So it's always market yourself, always write offers and build your education and relationships because the more strategies, you know, lease options, option contracts, subject to seller carry, wraps, you can do notes. Like there's always ways to be in the game. Right. Now, we were, when, before we started the, the show, we were talking about Arizona was a popular place for Canadians during yeah. the cra crash 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. I, are you still seeing demand uh, from the Canadian market? I wouldn't say it's like noticeable that I know. Right. Cause I it didn't, you know, don't quote me on this, but if I can remember correctly, not only were we on sale in the last crash for one, I think it's something to do with the foreign exchange. Like your dollar was like super powerful. Though you guys were just loving it. <laughs> so, um, so right now I don't, I wouldn't say I, it's noticeable for me. And, it, and it, you mentioned Airbnb at, up here in, in Canada, we're seeing more and more municipalities introducing regulations to stop Airbnbs. Uh, but the home city I'm in, they've just passed the, the bylaw where unless you're living in the house as well, you cannot Airbnb. Mm. Which okay. is, so all of a sudden they've gone from, I think there was maybe 1,250 Airbnbs in the city mm -hmm. to all of a sudden, you know, that's just shrunk like to next to nothing, yeah. which are, are you seeing that? In Phoenix, or is, is that more of a, uh, you're more of a kind of seasonal vacation type place so you're going to get more visitors and, and they're not going to try and clamp down on that? Well, so yes, Airbnbs are legal here. However, yes, are there, what's the word, maybe agendas or proposals for more restrictions? Yes. So like Scottsdale, Arizona, I know they rolled out, like, like there's just like ordinances, like you have to have your phone number on file and you have to respond to any complaints within an hour. Right. So they're starting slowly trickling with rules. Yep. And then I have a, a home in Sedona, Arizona, which is about two hours north. And they're really, you know, they're using Airbnbs saying that it's making the community unaffordable. So they're, the community is pushing the agenda saying it's always been an issue for 25 years up there. It's always been unaffordable to live in that forest town. But like, so they're trying to limit the amount, put a cap on the amount of short-term rentals. And you got to have a TPT, you got to have a permit. So, and also all, I think pretty much HOAs always kind of overrule whatever they want to do in any city. So I do see the conversation of putting more regulation in place, but right. very slowly. Right. And in terms of the, the type of education, what type of events do you put on and how do you deliver? Well, our, well, our education's here. We have two, a couple different ways. So we have a monthly meeting, which is like our main event, right? All the members come out. So we have about 200 investors. It's in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's once a month on the second Monday of the month. We have always an education topic, right? So 
this month it was we call it wholesale January. And then we had like the four top wholesalers in the state and we do an expert panel. And this upcoming month is fix and flip February. So now we have home, we have a partnership with Home Depot Pro. So they'll be there. We have a um, bus tour going on where they'll, you know, so we always have um, government affairs, local government comes in. We have topics, everything. So at our main event, so it's a trade show. We have mm -hmm. business associates who offer services to real estate investors. So vetted uh, vendors, air conditioned companies, attorneys, property managers. So you get to meet the trade show, you get the education. And then we have like 200 investors. So it's all about the network. So besides that's once a month. And then we have 15 subgroups, meaning, whoa, yes, at our local office, we have a volunteer who's a, like say for fix and flip, we have Bob Gomez. He's been fix and flipping in Phoenix for 20 years. He's a pro and he donates his time two hours a month here at the office. And he allows a place for fix and flippers, new and seasoned to talk about the market, network with each other, share resources. We have 15 of those, landlording, women's group, cash flow, one moment board game, beginners group, you name it. Cool. That's really yeah, cool. Exciting. Yeah. And that's all in person as well. All in per person. We do stream our main event. So we have the top data analysts come to our event, Tina Tambor. So if you are in Canada, for example, or out of state and you own property in Arizona, you could watch the market update or go to our website. We'll give you the slides so you know what's going on here. So it, it, I'm, I'm imagining if I'm a Canadian thinking about Arizona, your kind of group is exactly the group that you should be tapping into, both for co yep. connections, networking, getting to understand the market. And as you've already said, you're streaming. So you could be attending meetings even before you plan to come down and start to look at the market in physically. All the time. Yep. I just had a member walk in the office from Oregon. He invests out here, you know, so it's like he comes down to the meetings when it's more winter there. So he let snowbird kind of thing. Yeah, we, we've been doing this for 21 years here in, in the state of Arizona. The only group that's been around that, that long doing this for investors. Wow. And now, and you're part of a national association. So tell us a little bit about that and what that national association does. Correct. Yes. Similar to everything we've been talking about here. So we're. National RIA is, we're under that umbrella. So they're the national organization that represents investors nationwide. And then we're like a branch of that. So there's one of, there's a RIA in almost every city and state in the country. So same concept, just at, at a bigger level. And they give more of national information, whereas we give local information. So go to nationalria.org, find the location and make sure, you know, the RIA you go to has that, has their logo on it. So, you know, they're a legitimate source. They're legit, right. And is there a certain kind of set of criteria to become a licensed National RIA member like you are? I mean, do you have to follow a code of conduct, that kind of thing? Is oh, that oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. So yes, there's compliance, there's rules, regulations, there's dues, there's code of ethics, yeah, all of the above. And we also trickle that down to our members as well, the code of ethics and everything. Yes. Right. What do you think, where, where do you see kind of a real estate investing education going? What, what are the next big things? I, I mean, obviously social media and people putting out content on social media is huge and is probably only a bit more and more because video seems to be the, the dominant form. Yeah. So what are we seeing as in 
like where education would be going. I just want to make sure mm -hmm. I'm clear. Like, yeah. well, one, people consume differently, right? So what's that stat? We hit our attention spans less than a goldfish right now or something because right. of TikTok. So, you know, yes, I think we try to put out as many ways as possible. We do video, we do new, we have a newsletter, we have a blog, we have long form content, we have short form content. So we try to, we have audio, like, so we try to, you know, present in multiple ways, our education uh, to right. serve everybody. But there, you know, another way, where's education going on uh, legitimate information, right? We just saw when crypto was big or when real estate was hot, everyone was an educator, right? So you got to be careful to where you get your information from, right? So even, yeah, I, I always toss or play around with this because it's, you can go to college, get a degree from an instructor that doesn't run a business and get a business degree, <laughs> you know? The information is good though, right? right? So you necessarily, people don't necessarily have to be doing deals, but you just want to know where the information's coming from, make sure it's right. They're teaching it right. You know, like in the sub two world, like, you know, it's a very hot topic right now, but it's so mainstream now that like beginners are getting into it and they're locking up homeowners on these deals that don't make sense. And they're committing to the homeowner saying, I'm going to make your mortgage payments on your behalf when they can, they ran their numbers wrong. Right. So that's not so much the educator's fault, right? As long as they taught them properly, but I think we just gotta be careful out there, right? Know we're getting the, having the right teacher, the right information and make sure you have the right people around you and make sure you're doing it right. You have, you know, before you get into these deals. I did, you've mentioned sub two a couple of times and I think for the benefit of people probably in Canada have not come across that term or it's not as common. What can you just, Take a moment to explain that. And... Of course. So sub two in, is this the slang, right? So subject to existing mortgage. So meaning that I can make the payments on behalf of the homeowner. Maybe they're in a tough situation. I can make their mortgage payments on their behalf and get the title in my name. The mortgage stays in their name and on their credit. I, and so what's the benefit to the homeowner well they're in trouble so i guess it's either that or, or they lose it they, right they lose their home and so, what's it and so they're trying so the investor is making money on the on the points or something they're charging more no here's how it goes so the hypothetical so many different scenarios but here's a general right. let's say for easy sake numbers their mortgage is a hundred thousand dollars and their house is worth a hundred so as a fix and flipper I can't flip it, right? They can't list it on MLS because they're in arrears. They owe money. If they list it, they got to pay the agent their percentages and they got to bring money to the table to close. So it's a tight spot. And plus they're probably in foreclosure and they probably wear it here on the house. It's probably not even sellable on the open market anyways. So they're limited. So it's either A, foreclose or get creative, right? right? So being creative with a sub two, subject to existing mortgage, as long as the numbers pan out. Once again, that's why I reference, hey, they're getting, they're locking up bad deals. If I go in, if they're a hundred thousand dollar balance, these are fake numbers, say the interest rate, every planned out to 500 bucks a month and say I could rent it at a thousand, right? There's gotta be cash flow there. Right. So if there's cash flow in this deal, I could say this, hey, 
I, homeowner, I will give you X amount down. Once again, numbers have to make sense. I'll give you $5,000 today to walk away and do the paperwork and sign over the property. I'll get, bring you current on your mortgage. Now you're avoiding foreclosure, right? right. So you got some money in their pocket. They avoid foreclosure. Title goes in our name. We come in, we clean up the property, make it rentable, put the tenant in and we start cash flowing. So now our return on investment is based on our cash flow and the money came up coming out of our pocket for the bringing them current and the payment to the homeowner and closing costs. Okay. Right. So it's, it's cheaper than maybe putting 25% down on another house right? or whatever it may be. You're paying all cash on the house. So now you leveraged, remember real estate investing is an ideal investment and L an ideal is leverage. So we're leveraging someone else's the bank's money and someone else's credit power right. to own a property. And of course, you can take over that mortgage, can't you? And it may have been negotiated at some fantastic rate two or three years ago. Or That's what's even, going on now. Even That's why it's popular. Right. Right. People still have problems in life. They might have a 2 3% interest rate. Great. That's a 30-year fix. Who would ever get rid of that? However, life happens and some people are in a position... A lot of people right now could technically throw their house on the market because they have equity because we boom so much and still a solid market. So a lot of people could just sell. But some people, the house is so bad, they just, right. they, don't, they don't want to do it. Right. Once again, it's business. You got to market yourself. You got to find that. Right? right. It's work. Right. Yeah. And I, I think you've just underlined real estate investing is a business. That's, mm. you've got to try and get the emotion out of it, which is sometimes difficult, isn't it? But, Oh, by all means, you get excited, you get a deal, you're like, oh, should I keep this one? <laughs> you know, right. Or, or should, I, should I sell it? It can make so much money. You know? Or you feel sorry for the person that's in dire straits. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's tough, you know, um, but it's at, the, at the end of the day, you know, I guess like even perspective on people outside of our business, it's like, oh, you know, you're taking their equity or, you know, or you're, someone's in a tough spot, you know, but they, I probably had more people in tough spots give me a hug and cry and say, thank you. And you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. saved them from foreclosure or they had a vacant house that was getting vandalized and their copper was getting ripped out and they couldn't afford to fix it and you got them some money, right? Like, right, right. you know, a lot of good stuff there. Right. And in terms of where people can find out more about the association, your particular one, the, the Arizona one, what's the best place? Yeah, mainly just the website, right? Azria.org, A-Z-R-E-I-A.org. We're all about us. Nice and simple. Nice and simple. Yeah, and, and, and if you've got a final piece of advice, maybe somebody's thinking about getting into real estate investing for the first time, they've kind of sat on the sidelines, they, they think they're ready to do it. What would be the thing? I'm assuming certainly get along to your kind of meetings. Got it. So, uh, yes, of course. Well, piece of more than even the advice, right? You said sitting on the sidelines. That's the key. Like you got to be in the game, swinging the bat. You can't be on the bleachers, right? Like that's the only way in, in application. So I would even go back to mindset, right? right? Like I see new people come through here and not last due to mindset. One, support from your friends and family. When you're new to the world of investing, whether you're, you have money or not, like it's like, it's such a, sometimes it seems it's so out of reach, 
owning a house, the American dream, the biggest purchase of your life. And you want me to own 10 of these? Like if, if your spouse, your friends are laughing at you and saying you're crazy, it's not going to work. Right. So like, if you don't think you, you can make this happen and you're not confident in yourself and you can't like work through problems and, and be positive, it's not going to work. Right. So you have to change that mindset and people you're around. Not saying you don't have to hang out with these people anymore. You're still your loved ones, maybe a little less time and put that extra time at the networking event with people actually buying houses that could say, Hey, it really is true. You could do this, right? I would say if you're new with sitting on the sidelines, people around you, the education, the resources are going to key in the mindset. Right. Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. Excellent. Okay. So we'll make sure that uh, your website address is in the show notes. And thank you for sharing a little bit more about that association and everything. I didn't know anything about until we've had the opportunity to talk. So it's great to be able to spread that a little bit further today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Okay. Have a fantastic day. Thanks. 